High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, and let's raise a glass. Shout out to our philosophy teachers, our gym teachers, our music teachers, and a special shout out, of course, to our history teachers. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening. But first, school's still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. First things first, wherever you're listening to us, the homework, as always, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, whether it be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you're there and it allows you, give us a five-star rating, write us a positive review, and one of the best things you can do for this show is tell a friend about all the wonder and magic that happens here on High School Slumber Party. And of course, you can check out all our old episodes as well as episodes of some other great pop culture podcast at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. And a quick reminder, class participation is a huge part of your grade. I want to hear from you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or you can email at highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. That's highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. Did you do your homework for Monday? Did you... Listen to our episode on Big Fat Liar. Did you watch Big Fat Liar? Cousin Pumpkin, always a pleasure having him on. Paul Giamatti, Amanda Bynes, Frankie Munez. We talk a lot about them. Check that episode out. And I sincerely hope you did your homework for this week. It's a new movie. It's going to cost you some money, but not too much, like six bucks. Rent it. It's also going to cost you some reading glasses or... You know, if you don't need them, you could just read. Because it is a foreign film. It's a film from Denmark. It's called Another Round with the great Mads Mikkelsen. And guess what? Kyle Reintree, the foodie film man himself, my co-host on P.S. I Love Hoffman, the Philip Singer Hoffman podcast. He's here. And we're going to talk about it since he's such an expert in foodie films and traveling. He's really the perfect guest for this. And I can't wait to hear about this film because it is one of my favorite films of the year so far. I kid you not. Speaking of which, well, I don't want to spoil the surprise, but we're going to be talking about some favorite films later this month. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. But I feel like I've kept you a while. And by the way, did I say Monday? Today's Monday. I meant Friday was the Big Fat Liar episode. What is time anymore? What are days? I might not have even said Monday. The previous episode, okay? With Christmas this week, yay, if you celebrate. But if not, just probably another day off of work. But yay, I'm confused on what day it is. It's a three-day week, work week, at least for me here. But, you know, we don't take holidays in High School Slumber Party. 
We're going to have an episode this Friday, but I'll talk to you more about that at the end of the episode. For now, let's get into it. Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's because we're about to get our party on. And by the way, you don't want to tell your mom everything this week because we're talking about a lot of booze, a lot of alcohol, a lot of midlife crises. Here's the deal. We talk high school films here, and yeah, most of them are going to be 16 Candles, but sometimes we talk from the teacher's perspective, and this is certainly a film from the teacher's perspective, (laughs) kind of a midlife crisis perspective, but I love it. Oh my god, I can't wait for you to hear it. And we're going to play a song from the movie called What a Life by Scarlet Pleasure. This is like the song of the film. So class dismissed. What a life, what a night, what a beautiful, beautiful ride. Don't know where I'm in five, but I'm young and alive. Fuck what they are saying, what a life. I am so thrilled right now, cause I'm popping right now. Don't wanna worry about a thing. So Kyle, I feel like you're the perfect guest today for a lot of reasons. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Once you see this movie, that could come out wrong, but I don't mean it like that. You're the foodie films man. This is a food drink movie, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. You're a world traveler. You've been to Denmark. This is true. And I, I always have you around Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm checking all the boxes so far, so... <laughs> And I actually am I'm here with your family because we have something to talk to you. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no, no I was no, no. going to say, no. this this film, like, I mean, I remember seeing a trailer for it a little while ago. I guess probably when, because uh, uh, it, what, it, it started at Cannes, Cannes, whatever you want to call the festival. Well, it was accepted for Cannes, but it, it hasn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Aired there because it, it doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Or it didn't, not doesn't exist. It didn't happen. True. Because yes. of coronavirus. Yes. But, yeah, I knew this movie was going to be like a heavy movie. And yeah, after watching it, I can relate to a lot of it. Just like current mental state of uh i mean we'll, we'll get into it not just uh, talking about me this is a, this is a psychology like forget about the movie yeah, forget yeah. about the movie yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna lie down on my couch right now and we're gonna talk about me no it's a really uh it's a really interesting movie and i am thinking about drinking 0.05 a day no i'm kidding <laughs> It's a movie that definitely makes you think and reflect. Reflect. For sure. And I feel like people are learning a little bit about you in this first couple minutes of the episode. But why don't you introduce yourself properly in the high school slumber party way and we can have another round together for another round. 2020 Danish film. And as everyone knows, you're on the Danish American Film Society. So another reason why I... I kid, I kid. Skull. But introduce yourself. All right. This is Kyle Reinfried, class of 05 from Northern Valley Regional High School at Old Depend. Go Golden Knights. And of course, we're talking another round today. 
which is a Danish film, just came out, so you have to rent it. But the rental price is pretty cheap. This is not like yeah, this is a Mulan Avenger style yeah. rental price. Yeah, Mulan. Yeah, <laughs> what was it like? Four bucks, something like that. Five bucks, at, six at most, six dollars. Yeah, a great price. A great for... price for just. I am hungry. I'm thir- thirsty. More appropriate word today for new <laughs> for new content. Just watching something new. So fantastic. And off the bat, I'll say, well, you know, actually, Joey Lewandowski, the Godfather himself pointed this film out to me he's like oh you should cover it did he find out about it because he's a vikings fan and they say skull yes no no i don't know (laughs) he watches so many new movies he's always like on the pulse of new films especially ones that have a little bit of oscar buzz i think and you know he pointed in my direction i watched it and of course you know you're the perfect guest for this you know this could have also fit on foodie films as well oh we'll definitely talk about this and i'll have you on and Maybe a Danish person, or just we'll eat Danishes, I don't know. Um, A Dane. A Dane, yes. (laughs) But the one thing he did say, and this isn't a criticism of you, it's just a running joke I think we have on our other podcast, P.S. I Love Hoffman, but... There, there was some reading required for this homework assignment. Oh my god! Wait, did he he said that about me? He was kidding. He's like, I know Kyle doesn't like to read. That's because of, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because we say that on PS, I love Hoffman. again, but it's like, just like it falls. It's, it's just funny, but like he's uh, Joey. I'm not like attacking you right now. <laughs> again, number one, a joke. But number two, I think like he's actually kind of believing it. Number three, if we're gonna say, no, that, he's not. Not that, again, there's a difference between we joke that I don't even know how to read. That is more versus that I don't like to read. I don't read novels. That's what I don't like to read. I like reading screenplays. I like reading articles. Subtitles, yeah, of course, that that works. And so, uh, actually, something I was going to ask you, because I had him on Foodie Films, and we did this movie, Raw, which was a uh, a foreign film. Is this the first foreign film you're covering? Foreign language. Foreign, film. I'm sorry. Foreign. What is it now called? International film. Yes. International uh, film. I believe so. No, 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 no. Sorry, we did a Japanese film. We did Battle Royale. Oh, okay. So this would be the second. This is the first European one, and I definitely want to talk about that. But just apologies once again to Joey Lewandowski. I feel like I've made you the villain of this show somehow. <laughs> it, it's been happening in recurring weeks. People have been having to apologize to Joey, or not apologize in some cases. But yeah, I think he meant it in the running joke of that. Because again, this is not you know something you're going to pop on with your family, probably. Unless your family are very you know astute about European film. And maybe not, but like you're not putting this on with the kids, obviously. No. <laughs> this is a, a Danish film. And I don't know too many Danish films. As far as, like, yeah, not Danish films, but Nicholas Wynn Refn. Yes, yes, of course. I I wanted to talk quickly about kind of the outsized uh, influence of Danish filmmaking. Denmark is a country of, like, 5 million people, give or take. I think 5.8 million. There's more people in New York City. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a big country, but they do have somewhat of a film legacy here. And this, not just in Danish film. This reminds me of a lot of Scandinavian films I've seen. This reminds me of a lot of German films I've seen. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we've talked about Kyle. I've been watching a lot of Star Wars. I've been watching a lot of Marvel. And those films are great. I'm not dissing them. But I needed this film to remind me what I love so much about like European independent, not really independent, I guess it's not independent in Denmark, but European non-mainstream films, if you will. Or at least films that make you think a little bit 
and, and make you contemplate and maybe don't make you feel so great inside like an Avengers film, <laughs> but are still good, you know? So I, I loved watching this film. But if you want your Mads Mikkelsen in Avengers, then you watch Doctor Strange, you know? Everyone's in everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's in everything. We know that. And, and if I want him in Star Wars, I got him too. Exactly. Rogue One. There I don't you know go. his character's name in that. but Oh, uh, Galen Orso. Fuck yeah. Yes. I just knew it was Gene Orso's dad yeah. in a Rogue One. But regardless, I think most American watchers of this film will recognize it for the man you said, Mads Mikkelsen, who is great. He's great in everything. In addition to Rogue One and Doctor Strange, I guess the first time I ever saw him was uh, Le Chief in Casino Royale, yes. which he's great in. I totally agree with everything you just said like i i needed this film as well and these are films that i thoroughly enjoy then the new content aspect as well but it was the first time i i think i've seen him you know in in a um what i'll call a, a normal role because <laughs> in american cinema i mean he just you know he's got an interesting look to him and he tends to play bad guys or just so whatever he you want to call him in like you know in rogue one but it's a star wars movie they're just like bigger above the top he was he was hannibal lecter on tv well yeah i was gonna say like that to me is the closest to a real american role i've seen him in as the sexy hannibal but like that's like he said he eats people like that's not even yeah you know exactly I mean? that's so, not even a uh, him just as a guy role i don't know what it's called but just like someone you and i could relate to yeah i don't think you're, there's you're, ever you're, been a Mads Mikkelsen role you're everyday guy are they doing things in this movie that not everyone's doing sure no and we're also not like we're not in our like 50s and married you know and yeah like, that. like i get that but it was really i was watching it i'm just like oh this is great i'm getting to see him just act without i i don't know like he's acting he's playing someone different than himself he's not wearing crazy wardrobe and he's and he's fantastic in it and you know he has a long career of danish films and i would imagine look again i'm not going to pretend i'm the expert of danish cinema here but i would imagine that in denmark he gets to play a lot more of these kind of roles but here, let's be honest, he's assigned to these things because he has an interesting look. He's a really good actor, but he's got a great voice, you know. Again, Le Chief, the first time you see him. What a Bond villain. That's part of what makes that movie so great. He's a character actor, but absolutely, Kyle, you're 100% right. Like, I wish he was given more maybe American roles to do these kind of things, but he doesn't even need them if he's doing this kind of great Danish work. So really quickly, obviously the movie just came out. Every week I try to read back of DVD, back of VHS. I'm just going to kind of read the Amazon here. Okay. By the way, this film is Druck in Denmark and Drunk in other countries, but in the U.S. it's another round. Whatever, we get it. But uh, four friends, all teachers at various stages of middle age, are stuck in a rut. Unable to share their passions, either at school or at home, they embark on an audacious experiment from an obscure philosopher to see if a constant level of alcohol in their blood will help them find greater freedom and happiness. Yeah, that's pretty much what the movie is about. And if you guys are wondering, why are you covering a strange Danish film on High School Slumber Party? You got it right there. It's based around high school teachers in Denmark, which is really cool to see because, as we mentioned at the top, I don't do a lot of... Uh, international films and the ones i've done are usually except for battle royale they're usually like british schools which are different but not as different but you got to see some uh very big differences 
and being a teenager in Denmark and being a teenager here. And I was a little worried that like this is, was only going to be like tangentially uh, high school related because they happen to be teachers. But like what, like 90% of the film takes place, maybe not 90, but at least 70% of the film takes place in high school. So yeah, I, I was happy of, to see that. A lot of classroom that. scenes and even like uh, teacher conferences and like, or, you know, faculty meetings. Absolutely. Um, so a little bit about the production, and I know you read this, Kyle. Um, the director was Thomas Winterberg. He's a Danish director, prolific Danish director, very successful Danish director. He got a chance to do, I say got a chance like it's a privilege or something. <laughs> so arrogant. But <laughs> he did one American language film. It didn't go so well. Um, it wasn't well received by the critics as opposed to his Danish work. So I think he stuck to Danish work oh, since it then. It's called All About Love. It has Joaquin Phoenix, Claire Danes, and Sean Penn. Huh. It's from 2003. It's an apocalyptic science fiction movie. Oh, well, those do really well, always. So. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. There's clones and there's... I've love. never heard of it either. I was like, once you said Joaquin Phoenix, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I've probably seen it. Nope. This is right around the time. This is like... Actors. I think I think uh, Sean Penn won for, like, Mystic River in the same year. Yeah. Yeah, 2003 that? Mystic yeah, River. Yeah, so. Crazy crazy you know you have joaquin phoenix and sean penn in a movie but what whatever it didn't do terribly well but he's done so many other great great movies in denmark i'm not gonna say i've seen them but the one of note also had mads mickelson and that was uh called the hunt the hunt yes that one was called the hunt and that was nominated for best foreign language film at the academy awards and this one is Denmark's entry. We haven't got the nominations yet, but there's a lot of buzz that this is going to make the shortlist for nominations for Best Foreign Language Film. Or, sorry, what is it called? Best International Film. Yeah, or whatever yeah, exa- it is. yeah exactly. Now, International Film. I mean, I have so I haven't seen, I think that category is still to five nominations. I, I haven't seen any uh, other international films this year, so... I'm just saying this based on this movie. I hope I hope it wins. Yeah, I hope I hope it wins as well. I love that, this. That's movie. for sure. And I know you read this really sad fact about the director Thomas Vintenberger that his daughter Ida was supposed to star in the film, supposed to be Mads Mikkelsen's daughter in the movie, and she died in a car accident four days before filming. So when the credits close, it says for Ida, and that's why. And that's so sad. And actually, this movie was filmed in her school, and the students are her classmates. That was like oh, the whole plan. Man. She passed away right before it. That would lead me to drinking, tell you that much. Yeah, I did read that. And yeah, it was supposed to be Mads Mickelson's character was supposed to have a son and a daughter instead of two sons. And yeah, it was either four days before or four days into filming and like right before her scene. So then they changed it to two sons everyone's different the reason Zack Snyder left his Justice League production is because his I forget if it was a son or daughter but uh passed away um so everyone obviously handles it different it's it seems like here the director decided to you know throw himself into work which is good for some people and uh I did read that he and the four main leads uh, bonded after days of uh, shooting by grabbing a drink together. So there's some camaraderie there. So I, I just, I hope he and his family are, are doing better and yeah, just, yeah, it's a sad, sad story. And, and just imagine that like, he's not shooting a movie on like, you know, 
green screens and a CGI thing. He's not off in the Sahara shooting a movie. He's shooting in her school, supposedly, with people she knew, supposedly. Yeah, where he probably went to whatever they probably call PTA meetings and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, this is heavy stuff, you know. There's not much else to say about that. Like, and, and you, you put it perfectly. I hope he's doing well. I hope his family's doing well. And if he considers this a tribute to his daughter, which he does clearly, as we see in the credits, then bravo, well done, you know. Definitely. Not that it's about her. No, but like it's that, just, but you know what I mean. he, it had to have, uh, obviously there's a script. There were production meetings before this shoot began, but there's no way that her death didn't influence this movie in some way. So it is the movie that it is. Not even, I'm sure, probably to her, probably put these other, probably put Mads Mikkelsen into a different mindset when he's, you know, scenes with his family and just you know drew some inspiration from it maybe i you know I, I don't i don't know but i just have to believe that it influenced this movie so this movie it would would be somewhat of a different movie if it, if it didn't happen so yeah it's dedicated to her and as you mentioned it was a selection at Cannes. as we mentioned it is denmark's official selection for the upcoming academy awards and the one other fact i'm sure you read is that this movie was released in denmark and it's the biggest opening in seven years in Denmark, despite heavy COVID restrictions on film, as we have in this country as well. So, I mean, they seem to be very proud of this movie. It's getting good reviews everywhere, and I was really happy to see it. And as we talk about the cast, <laughs> there's really not many other people for you and me to talk about other than Mads Mikkelsen. Everyone, I think, does a really great job, and I think we could talk about their characters. But these are all guys who are working Danish actors who don't have a lot of American experience. But I thought they all did a really great job. Yeah, they were all—I I enjoyed all their characters. I enjoyed all of their acting. They were compelling characters. They each— had a you know distinctive i mean besides the the what we have so we have a history martin mads mickelson's character is a history teacher then we have a philosophy yes. teacher a music teacher and then like a p gym team PE, yeah exactly yeah so besides their classes they teach uh they have distinctive traits and they each are handling this what do we want to call it is it what is it again it's a it's a philosophy, but then they're doing kind of an experiment, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that little intro, that Amazon write-up or whatever, kind of put it best. They're all like, quote-unquote, middle age, but definitely at all at different stages of that process. Different stages and in different scenarios. We have Mads, you know, that's has two sons. I mean, the one's definitely a, a teenager, and they're commenting on that, you know, the oldest is his height now practically mm -hmm. uh and then we have the the philosophy guy the one that brings up this whole 0.05 thing he's got three younger sons and his wife is yeah he, he just turned 40 yes right? just turned so 40 like... yes that's what they're celebrating and then uh our two other characters are both single and did you did you pick up anything i know at the end the music teacher he is seeing somebody the art the art teacher i think do we really know anything else about their personal lives besides then the uh the gym teacher has the elderly dog yeah we don't really we don't really uh get into them too much yeah um, like we don't hear like either the other of them two are really divorced or widowed it's or... possible yeah now i did want to as i brought up earlier i did want to like just discuss really quickly the outsized uh influence of danish film because i feel like not every country gets this many stars if you will into our 
Hollywood, again, I'm trying to say this in a not condescending way. Like I said, a country of 5 million people, it's impressive. It's impressive that they're, you know, they have a well-established art and film program in their country. I was going to say, like, it's a country of artists. I mean, that's, you know, Hans Christian Andersen is from there. I got to see the Little (laughs) Mermaid statue in Copenhagen. (laughs) But you mentioned Nicholas Winding Refn. Yes. Actually, Mads Mikkelsen, his first film was with him. How many films does he have now? I feel like he has a film. Oh yeah, the whole um. Oh god, what's I don't that remember. Uh, let's see. Because then he's in. I was thinking was Valhalla called. Rising, because that's the other one that he's in. But yeah, that's what's that? It's a trilogy. I mean, you know him more than I do. It's a. It's from 1996, and that was his yeah, film debut. I think it was both their debuts. It's the first Mads Mikkelsen yeah, film. Yeah. And it's the first Nicholas Winding Refn feature film. Yes, you're right. It's 1996. And then yeah. the second one's in 2004. Wow. Which, yeah, I'm just making sure that it's been so long. I don't remember like which one's which. Where was the third one? I thought I saw it, but anyway. Yeah, it is a trilogy, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm just reading about it now. But Valhalla um, Rising, because I got into... Nicholas Winrefin, the first film I saw of his was Bronson mm-hmm. with Tom Hardy. Uh, ooh, I forget what year that is, but it's before 2009, which is Valhalla Rising, which is what I... Yeah, the second film of Nicholas Winrefin's I saw, and the second film with Mads Mikkelsen being in it, which the first being the same as you, Casino Royale. Yeah. But yeah, that's a crazy movie of a Hall Rising. Yeah, you, I know you've told me to watch that one. Very Kubrick-esque. The only two I've seen are... Obviously. Drive. The Gosling ones. The Gosling ones are the only two I've seen. Oh, Only God Forgives and Drive, yeah. Yes, those are the only two I've seen, yeah. Drive and Only God Forgives. I think there's a funny connection with us and another Danish actor. Not on this show, but off air, and maybe on other shows, we've talked about it. You and I are both big High Fidelity fans. And uh, Ibn Hegela, Hegela, she plays like the love interest in High Fidelity, like John Cusack's love interest. She's Danish. And we're always like... Where'd this person come from and what other thing that they do? And and remember, they have like the Danish flags in the movie, like in the background at her house yeah. to kind of like justify <laughs> it. So I was like, oh, that that's fun. Yeah. The Kingslayer is Danish. Yes. Nicola Koster Waldro. I never say his name right. But he's Danish as well. And of course, Game of Thrones. And he's done a bunch of other stuff now. Viggo Mortensen is american but uh, one of his parents is danish i'm assuming his dad with that name or who knows maybe his mom i'm not sure but uh he has danish citizenship so uh, yeah i mean there's a lot of danish (laughs) bridget nielsen as well she was on my list too yeah hey the danes they got it and he's he's not a uh filmmaker at least i don't think but lars ulrich from metallica (laughs) yeah he is danish as well so there you go. and <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, and that was the other person I was going to name. Um, she's like the queen of the Amazons in Wonder Woman, Connie Nielsen. Oh. What else is she in? We've seen, we talked about her. She's in a one-hour photo. Oh, Gladiator. That's where I know her most from. She's like the um, oh, Joaquin she's, Phoenix's wait, Joaquin, lo- lover and sister. Joaquin Phoenix's sister in Gladiator yes. is uh, Gal Gadot's mom in wonder woman i only saw wonder woman once is that her mom i mean yeah she's like the queen there's only there's really only like three amazon there's it's and it's the other one is uh oh god why am i blanking on sean penn's wife house of cards farce gump why am i totally blanking on that actress actress's name oh robin wright penn thank you robin wright sorry robin wright yeah 
still. No longer rivalry with him. I don't remember who's who in Wonder Woman, to be honest with you. I have to watch it again. But yes, that is the same person. Ah, okay. Fun to not. <laughs> and that is our very, very poor <laughs> little history lesson on Danish film. <laughs> the little, uh, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, did Spotify tell you if you have Danish listeners? If you do, I, I, I apologize to them. I don't, I don't know. I didn't check Spotify, but I could check Megaphone if you want. I don't think I have any, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run a quick report. I had it open anyway. Okay, sure. <laughs> oh, I didn't know Megaphone. We're getting to the technical aspects of podcasting right now, folks. Yeah, Megaphone has all the data. Oh, okay. so. oh geolocation. Denmark, Denmark, Denmark. It doesn't look like I have any Danes who listen to ah, high school Any party. Scandinavian whatsoever? Um, my most popular European country, besides for the UK, is the Netherlands. Okay. Neighbors? Kinda? Yes. Not really. They don't border, but... <laughs> no, but they're like, I don't know, close enough. <laughs> just, I'll just say more offensive things uh, now uh, getting rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> most of my listeners are from the good old USA. My top three countries are USA, UK, Canada, and Oh, not Australia? I would have thought Australia with uh, with your Australian guess. Eh, look, looks like it's not. Australia and Netherlands are tied for fourth. So that Netherland following, thank you guys. Thank you, my Dutch brothers yeah. and sisters. It's because of the, anyway. you know, they wear orange with the Mets. You've got the blue and orange thing going on. That's that's. Yeah, I mean, that's where it comes from anyway. New York gets its flag from the Dutch colors. New Amsterdam. Good lesson that has yeah, to do with Denmark. Is... But... <laughs> You're Martin now. You're the history teacher of this. Uh... <laughs> Which teacher do you most relate with? <laughs> it's hard because not really any of them yeah. right now because I don't have kids. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I, I know I relate to them, but like I can't say, oh, that's me, that's me, you know. I'm also not a teacher. I'm not in Denmark. I mean, if I were to teach a subject, it would be history. I, I guess I would be music. Yeah, so maybe you're the music guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk this film. Let's talk about some... You know, moments we liked, things we really got into, things we read on the screen that we really enjoyed. Uh, I love this opening scene, though. And and I do want to bring it up, too, because I think it's a big difference between, well, huge difference between American high school and high school in Denmark. Oh, yeah. It opens up with this scene where just these high school kids are running around a lake drinking. There's a competition that you have to drink a full case of beer. If you throw up, you get deducted points and you have to go around the lake and the winner gets the bottle deposits you know so like mm-hmm. the, i don't think you guys do that in over in new jersey but we have it in new york what for money yeah like you put the thing in the machine and you get money back on the bottle yeah, yeah. and i guess the big difference i wanted to bring up was this film which is a lot about drinking a lot about high school but our drinking age is 21 here in the u.s do kids drink in high school absolutely we've talked about it here but it's more an unspoken thing it's done illegally the teachers and students aren't talking about it openly um and even in college to an extent you know only the older kids you're really talking about it with but the drinking age is lower in denmark and it's just a different culture as we've all heard americans here heard about european drinking culture They're, they get them started early it's just very different so they openly talk about drinking with the kids for better or the worse actually so i looked this up do you know what the drinking age in denmark is is it 16 it is zero denmark does not have a drinking age you can drink at any age you want wow that makes sense i thought it was 16 because i've seen that in other european countries but i just googled it quickly nope (laughs) so from my my little it was just a four night trip that i took to copenhagen 
And the two biggest things I took away as far as one in drinking culture and then one kind of in uh, schooling, I went and I um, visited friends I made in Thailand and I specifically went to this college uh, to uh, visit my friend Clara. And it's this very liberal college that like i mean i I mean i know here obviously you'd be any age and go to college but like it really was like you know even like living on campus it was i don't know it was just much more like bunch of different ages and i think you could even start there earlier than 16 so it felt like there were like even you know younger than that students there and i was playing drinking games there so a little familiarity to the beginning of this film nice nice but then i i did a uh, bar crawl in copenhagen so as as you just informed us they have no there's no drinking age there there's no law on what time bars restaurants need to close and their philosophy behind that is you look at all these other countries that, you know, so in Jersey, most of it's like 2, 2.30, New York, 4, that when you're telling all these people, and obviously the later it gets, the most likely the drunker you are, you're then corralling them, telling them all to get out, and there's a lot more confrontations on streets when exiting. So their philosophy there is just like, if you don't give a time like that, people are going to leave much more on their own like when they're just like i gotta get home you know yeah oh a hundred percent that has kind of been new york's philosophy on why they do have such a late time i'm sure you know in a lot of places to be honest with you don't close at 4 a.m for that reason they say they are and they don't again covid has changed that completely obviously but uh that most states as you and i both know even some of the cool places have a set time they close, and you really can't find anything open. I'm with the Danes on that philosophy. Yeah, it's a good, it's a solid one. I enjoyed it while I was there. <laughs> was that your favorite part of being in Denmark? Uh, my favorite part of being in Denmark, it's a, it's a beautiful city. Well, Copenhagen, that is. Food was fantastic. Uh, I mean, their their beer, uh, at least the beer that I had, was pretty uh, pretty straightforward simple beers so those are i mean easy to put down so that was nice um yeah just a very liberal city they have that whole i think they briefly reference it in the movie they say freetown which is christiana which is yeah christiana has something to do with the world war Two and something you know with the nazis and then they didn't want to do anything with it and so then they just let people move over there and they didn't they don't enforce any laws so you're walking around it's like a farmer's market but with weed there which i mean sooner or later here isn't gonna feel as uh as a foreign thing but when i went there uh, it was just three years ago that i just that i went there pretty crazy in that in that aspect uh so yeah just pretty cool city i would love i would love to go back and like i so since it was three years ago this time christmas markets were awesome i was supposed to go last year but of course covid yeah so unfortunately was not able to but happy to happy to watch another round um so when we see this game open up it's like whoa and then we kind of get into learning about these other teachers first really mads mickelson's character he's a history teacher but his class is just boring he seems unfocused i knew the movie was about drinking i was like is he drunk here no he just like does not care there's even that moment he's about to go out with his friends right and they're celebrating the dude's 40th birthday he's about to go out with his friends and he kind of asks his wife like essentially like am i boring and she's <laughs> like well you're, you're just you're just a different guy now 
You know, it's just the malaise of being, you know, middle aged. And yeah, she says you're not happen. you're not the same Martin I first met, and that just like struck struck me because I don't know, just lately I don't want to just put it on the pandemic, but like I haven't been feeling like the same person i feel like i get angry easier and just sad easier and so like when she said that i'm just like you know and that makes me worry about my own relationship so when she said that i'm like oh boy okay i know what i'm inferring with this movie (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i think we've all been there and i think anyone who's been married if you like talk to them ask their advice happily married or not they'll just tell you that like things like a marriage and having a family and a job all this, that it takes work. You don't ever just like click into place and it is what it is. It takes work and most of the work, and I think that's what this movie is about, most of the work has to be done personally, you know? Or you're going to fall into these kind of ruts. And he's clearly in this kind of rut. And I don't think at this point he has a lot of motivation to get out of it. Maybe he's a little upset, but it's been years, <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's been in this hole for years. It's the walking dead, right? You've seen so many people in this and it does lead to sometimes it leads to divorce sometimes it leads to you know a second life sometimes it leads to the all famous midlife crisis you know i love seeing movies with this because again it doesn't ignore the fact that we all go through this shit and it's really really hard oh yeah i might be quoting i feel like it could be like some maybe crappy rom-com i don't remember where like i heard this but it's definitely a moment in a movie where like couples are talking and you know like people say oh there's good days and bad days that are like sometimes it's good years and bad years just the longer you're in a relationship you look back and you're like oh that was just a rough year yeah i mean i always say that that's advice i give anyone who is getting married not that i've been married long but i've been in a relationship a while and it's like you have good days and you have bad days you have good months and you have bad months and when you know some that long you're absolutely right you have good years and you have bad years and it's it's rough and again it's it's a depressing fact of life and there are movies that ignore depressing facts of life and there are movies that confront it and another round does that in a way that yes there are a lot of dark moments in this movie but i also had fun with this movie i also was enjoying myself in this movie so i think it's like a nice little seesaw of life and again it's about alcoholism and it's about drinking and yes that is all true but one of the things that I was so comforted with this movie, it wasn't just like, see, drinking's bad, you know? Yeah, no. They show you drinking, I feel like, in all of its forms. And ultimately, like, I mean, you know, if you if you can control it, you can enjoy it. And you can, you know, have it in times of celebration. You can have it in times of mourning. You have to respect it the same way as, like, Mads Mikkelsen's and Martin has to respect, like, his relationship with his wife and there has to be an understanding and there has to be like you said there needs to be that self work and so if and communication if you and if you don't do that with also the way that you're consuming things and can form addictions the same negative things are going to happen as well And, and i'm glad you put it as addictions because yes this movie is about drinking but this could easily be about weed or food or shopping you know yeah anything that's gonna give you a sense sex great example what's that movie with shame Shame, yes (laughs) oh god michael fassbender yes but no i mean honestly it could be about anything that like brings you a sense of joy you could get addicted to obviously alcohol has a 
different kind of social things and stuff, and I get that. I'm not comparing everything to alcohol. But I think if you just watch this movie from a prism of alcohol, you know, you're not getting it. This is a human movie rather than, like, an alcohol story. Look at how they changed the title for us. If there was a movie, I mean, you know, pandemic aside, say it came out not during it, and yes, it's a uh, international film, subtitles, so the market here much smaller in the states. But the fact that they changed the title from you know other places, they're calling it drunk. There's just that connotation here because. I feel, I mean, you know, I know we're not the only country that abuses it, but we just take it so much more in a negative, serious way. So they have to go and call it another round because I think if you just have drunk on the title from an advertising standpoint, it wouldn't do as well. Oh, I I 100% agree. I think in other countries and you and I, you know, in the days where we could travel, have seen it like alcohol and being drunk, like literally that word has a different connotation than it does here in the United States. So I 100% agree with what you're saying. The movie as well, though, it doesn't do the other thing where it, like, over-glorifies drinking. Like, this isn't a broken lizard film, either. <laughs> no, no, it's just, I, I like it, like you were, you were saying before, I mean, you know, movies in general are supposed to be a form of escapism, but this is like escapism to another reality. This isn't fantastical, this is just showing these four individuals' lives and the, and the choice and this experiment they're participating in. But yeah, it's just it's showing just this world, you know, at least in uh, in in Denmark, where the youth are also drinking, the adults are drinking besides this experiment that they decide to do. And it's just it's just interesting and something that we're not used to here in America. Yeah. You know, and in terms of just the moment here where the fun I'm using fun in quotation marks, the fun little experiment is discussed is this 40th birthday party. I mean, Mads, I'm just going to call him Mads Mikkelsen because, you know, not whatever, but, you know, it's easier for me yeah. and you, I'm sure. Uh, when Mads Mikkelsen first is going to the party, he's like, oh, I'm going to drive because whatever, I'm not probably not going to be there long. And I say party, but it's like a fancy restaurant where they're trying different alcohol uh, alcohols. I don't know. You know what I mean. There's like a wine tasting. Oh, yeah, yeah. There first, of... first some champagne, then some wine, uh, then like even, yeah, you know, some draft beers. They're eating caviar, uh, vo- you know, caviar from Germany, vodka from Russia. I wrote all this down as being the foodie that I am. So it, was like, <laughs> it seemed like a really fun dinner. You know, it was just the four of them out to a nice meal. I like when they were presenting. Uh, what did the guy say? Like, ooh. This vodka would make the czar even blush, yeah, like stuff like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, just like and in the champagne, you'll really notice the mineral notes, and you know, really, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. You know, I love doing things like that. I can't wait till I get to do more again post COVID. But this kind of sparks something in all of them because they're commiserating together. They're talking about their lives or or lack thereof sometimes, and just in school. And as we learn too, as I said, Mads Mikkelsen, he's not. His classroom's getting boring to the point where to the point where there's a moment which I'm like this probably would not have happened in America because I feel like people don't care. But there's like a student teacher, I don't want to say riot, but they also keep him after class to be like, "You don't have any passion. You need to teach with passion because we need to pass this exam." I'm like, "Good for these students who are like so motivated rather than just like wanting to run the clock out football wise were those other teachers or parents there they were parents yeah 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 okay yeah so just the fact yeah that these kids brought in their parents and we're like uh (laughs) yeah you're really not making sense a lot these days and we feel like you know you know this test is important you're not properly 
preparing us for it. <laughs> yeah, so that that's kind of, at least for Mads, the fact that his domestic life is just blah, and it's bleeding into his school, and his students don't even trust him. And when they're at the table, they're all like, listen, man, when I first met you, you were, like, going to get your doctorate. One of them was like, when I first met you, you were just this crazy guy about town. You know, you were the man. And now that's that's not happening, dude. Like, is everything okay? And that's kind of also in this, the philosophy teacher brings up this obscure philosophy that human beings are born with too little alcohol in their blood so that, like, we should always be at this, like, proper state of 0.05% of just enough, like, I guess the theory is, like, just enough buzz where you're confident and feeling good about yourself and motivated, but not where you're, like, drunk or or falling apart. Again, we learn that they go overboard a little overboard later. I'm not good with the blood alcohol content thing. They say, like, 0.05 is, like, two glasses of wine. Yeah, I mean, that's... You're the foodie films fan. It's different, like, it's body mass. Which, yes, and they don't really go into here, but... It also affects... I mean, they're all generally around the same size. I feel like Tommy, the gym teacher, is maybe the tallest, biggest. But Yeah, but there's a big difference between, you know... Men drinking, women drinking, and then just based upon your size, and then, yeah, whether it's two beers or two wines. It's not ripping shots, though. But (laughs) I love in this movie that, you know, they decide to try it out as a social experiment, if you will, to see if doing that during the day is going to just increase their creativity, increase everything, have those neurons flowing. This is a dangerous game they're playing because the rule is they're not going to drink after 8 p.m. It's only day drinking. And it's about, again, and it's supposed to be just like to, And not on the weekends. So almost the opposite. And they talk about Hemingway and they talk about all these other famous, famous drinkers. Eventually, you know, it bleeds into his history lessons and he's talking about FDR drinking and Churchill drinking, which is like conveniently ignoring the fact of like, for example, Churchill's depression or ignoring the fact that Hemingway ends up killing exactly. himself. I was going to say nobody, you know? nobody chose to bring that up yet. but it's wishful thinking and we see it all the time you see it in drinking movies too but you also see it in like stoner comedies you know like they always bring stuff up up like that like just to see the the positive side of everything everything rationalization perfect right and again that's what i love so much about this movie it's both sides of the coin it's glorifying at the same time as it's shaming which is life which i love I guess, what do you think of this whole pact and, I guess, the early parts of them following it? All right, so, yes, very dangerous in the sense of that they're drinking during the day. And, yes, so it's a little amount... To the point where they can't drive sometimes. Yeah, but, like, yeah, so it seems like if at a point... Oh five, if once they were, like, doing that steady for a little bit, like, that they were fine and, you know, like, even, you know, Mads was comfortable driving and it wasn't hurting him in in that sense you know at first he, he was just like oh i you know slurred my uh my words a little bit but i think that's just then getting used to that level but yeah the fact that they're so they're doing during the day which means they're doing at their work and their and their work is molding the youth and yes okay in this country that doesn't have a drinking age and the students are you know then can are drinking at a young, younger age and communicate you know it's 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 known it's not taboo like it is here but still it's taboo to drink during the day and that's like they have you know there's some faculty meetings about that because like what a custodian finds it in uh in tommy the gym teacher's 
like storage room or whatever. But early on when they're doing the point oh five, it seems like it's going in their favor and I'm trying to think they they don't really show it in uh, the philosophy teacher's world like Tommy he seems to be uh, a bit of a better coach and he's got that one uh, like the cute little kid that he calls Specs at least that's how it's translated in English because he wears glasses and Specs gets you know scores a goal <laughs> which the Specs thing it was you know very cute but then I'm thinking like these are little kids like so the gym teacher Part of his duties is to teach this these kid, like five year old kids yeah. or whatever, and he's drinking with them. I'm like, oh boy. Yes, because then <laughs> sorry, Specs continue. even like forgot the water the one day, and he's like, why can't I'm like, dude, just say you're sick and you don't want to share your water. He's like telling another you know player to. <laughs> well, in coronavirus time, you wouldn't need to make an excuse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the, so then the music teacher, I think his name's Peter. He, like, closes the curtains. He's just getting much more. He's trying to explain to the kids to really sing with their, you know, use their ears, sing with their soul. And it's all, they're always, like, singing. It's kind of like the Danish national anthem, right? I don't know it by heart, but it seems like it. Because then, you know, little soccer players sing it later. And then, and then, of course, with uh, Yori kind of said it with uh, with Mads uh, that he just becomes more intrigued, and he's like, "Okay, we're gonna go over the curriculum," and then he's just having a lot more fun with his students and like hold in describing, saying kind of all these negative things about FDR and Churchill, like not saying their names and then saying, you know, like what uh, yeah, does, doesn't. Who, I love that game. Do, who would you vote for? And he gives all these stats, and it's FDR, but he doesn't say it. He gives all these stats, and it's, but it's like personal life things. You yeah, know? Churchill like drunk him, drank himself to sleep every night, and it's like, oh, this is someone who's very focused, art student, or something. Yeah, doesn't who, drink uh, and loves animals, or something, right? Or yes, <laughs> and he holds up the picture. He's like, you just voted for Hitler versus <laughs> FDR and Churchill. Uh, so it's just, yeah, but it's a way to get them into into like you know motivate them. Yeah, and... yeah. I really like also uh, from a storytelling standpoint how they're using the you know the BAC like they're blowing into it and they have these you know like it tells you that you know now we're going from like kind of like the chapter of 0.05 to I think the next one he's then blowing around like a 1.2 which is crazy (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the highest I've ever been I mean I definitely when they're not how they are in the supermarket because that's kind of like when uh, th- that's like during that 1.2 stage i feel like or maybe it was even a little later i'm looking at my notes no, i think it's right around there and like so the way they are in the supermarket i've never been like that but kind of how they are on the dock and just doing like dumb stuff like that i mean which is very <laughs> funny i mean the whole thing so the youngest the teacher the the one that they celebrate is 40th i think his name is nicolaj the philosophy teacher so he's got the you know, three younger kids and the wife and the wife is just very much always giving him like the honey do list and she wants fresh cod. I just even love like fresh cod. Yeah. Not frozen cod. Yeah. Fresh cod. I love even like when she says that when she leaves the room, all the guys go fresh cod, fresh cod, fresh cod. It's just like, you know, <laughs> you know, I love a good bromance. So like, I love the bonding of the guys during that. And then they go out and 
you know, they're drinking and they're having a good time and they go to the supermarket. Oh, it's not the season. So we only have frozen cots. And then they go to this dock and they're just taking fishing poles off of other people's boats and trying to fish to catch cod. (laughs) And then they even end up ordering cod from a restaurant, I guess, or something for delivery to the dock. (laughs) So at that point of the 0.05 to the 1.2, it's still sensible then into just like more silly like you know sad like again in the supermarket it's definitely yeah they're falling over they knock over a bottle of wine and it falls into a category that's like when you see adults being like that it's different than like the kids in the beginning running around and puking because they're playing a silly drinking game i think that they show that that the danger isn't being that 0.5 is it great for everything no the danger is like once you're feeling that 0.5 feeling you're going to rationalize, we're going to use the word again, they're going to rationalize of why you should have more. So they like kind of like rewrite the pact and like, oh, if this is working so well, let's double it, you know? And it's like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Oh, and also <laughs> Mads is also at that point, at the point oh five, like, you know, his wife, a big part of their relationship that yes, isn't the- helping is that she works a night shift. So she wakes up and he's kind of having a glass of wine. She's like, oh, a glass of wine. He's like, can I get you anything? A cup of coffee, a glass of wine, both. And she's like, yeah. oh, a cup of coffee. And he's like, are the boys around tonight? Like, I'm going to make pasta. And she kind of looks at him because even earlier in the film, she's going off to work. He's going to that dinner and he's just telling the boys, oh, there's a frozen pizza if you want it or whatever. Uh, so just, you know, the fact that he's making pasta for all of them and he's like i'll make enough for the four of us even if the boys aren't home he's just more engaged and maybe it is the alcohol but i think a lot of it's just like the confidence it's giving him and once he's on a roll he probably doesn't need it to be at the 0.5 right kind of just like point releasing a little 0.05 of course (laughs) yes (laughs) 0.05 he doesn't need to be there probably but you know, he doesn't know that or he's not thinking that way. But the point where, like, he clearly – him and his wife hardly talk anymore. But they go on that uh, camping trip and they, they, they make love, Kyle. Yeah. Like, a nice, intimate scene. Yeah. It's very passionate. She cries, you know. She cries because she says, you know, that, like, oh, I, I've missed you. But then she has that one line that kind of – hints at and then i think then they kind of bring it up more at one dinner time after he like is found outside by his one son but she Mm -hmm. she cheated on him right they never say of course yes no no yeah but it's implied and she's also where we learn when we look back but she's also crying there because i think she feels like oh i cheated on this guy because i thought the man i married wasn't there anymore again i'm not justifying it you know what i mean yeah but he's he's clearly here, and even if it's for a fleeting moment, and she obviously feels a little bit bad. I don't know. It's cool to see that there's other characters around them that have depth. Ultimately, they're teachers. It should be about the kids. And at the end of the day, I think it is, you know, what they're doing ends up being about the kids. And in their personal life, it should be about his wife. It should be about his own kids. And I think in those moments, he's starting to show that. I know he's all like mopey and depressed, and a lot of it is him blaming his wife. But you can't control, he can't control his wife. He can only control his actions and how involved he's going to be. And, you know, alcohol shouldn't be the, the thing that jump starts that. But let's say it was here, then, you know, let, let's not ride it to that 0.1% level, you know? Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, it, it, this is where the movie starts to get sad. But yes, for Mads. But for every character, almost. I mean, I guess that's the least extent the music teacher, right? 
Like, his little side arc is just, like, trying to get that one student to do well on his test. Which also, like, I mean, yeah, he tells the one student, like, have something to drink to take the edge off. But then it ends up working for that student, so. It does end up working, which I'm like, oh, this is clearly not an American movie, because they would not control Exactly, yeah, yeah. But there, I guess, look, he's of legal drinking age, and I think that was supposed to show you, like, see, too much of a good thing is bad, yes. But maybe that is something that'll help him, and maybe... You know, maybe it also has a placebo effect, right? Like, the kid's so nervous, he drinks it, and... Like, I'm not going to name certain products, but there's plenty of products on the market that people take that they say makes them more relaxed or less stressed, that when you look at the science, there's nothing behind it that would say that. A lot of it's placebo effect for people. A lot of people want that, uh, you know, security blanket thing, and... Maybe the, ama- the amount he took, maybe to take his edge off. Maybe it's just the kid thinking it took his edge off. Who knows? But it ends up working out in the end. Again, they would never do that in the U.S., I feel like, in a movie f- with alcohol and kids. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but like... I different mean, country, but, different culture. Yeah, but exactly. But like, I mean, there, it's something legal. It's just, I mean, yes, is it a student? So there is that relationship that, I mean, you know, there's certain lines you shouldn't cross, but... I feel like it's crazy enough that, like, I mean, I don't know what is the uh, recommended age by doctors that it's okay to, like, start having, like, a cup of coffee if you want. Like, that kind of, like, mm-hmm. level of caffeine. You know, I know they say it stunts your growth and stuff like that. But, like, I, I definitely, I, I wasn't, but I remember certain kids in high school drinking coffee you know I, so i'm just trying to draw a little bit of a comparison i guess that would be like if a kid was really sleepy in the morning and a teacher said like why don't you have a cup of coffee to help you wake up yeah. like that would be like our equivalent <laughs> <laughs> no you're not wrong you're not wrong so his is like the least his life is being ruined kind of thing and which is it's, honestly it's nice to see that there are varying degrees of like alcohol's effect on people i think probably the worst is the gym teacher but we'll get to him last uh so nicolaj his whole deal he's got a young family we already said you know his wife kind of nags him young kids it's really hard when you have young kids she says like i haven't slept a full night in three years and we've heard that from some of our friends who have kids you know it's it's the real thing well don't have don't have three young kids i don't want to tell you (laughs) okay (laughs) go back and well i guess he could run out of his family if you want to advise that (laughs) but uh one of his kids wets the bed and there's that one moment where he doesn't wet the bed he wets him but then like his rock bottom when they're drinking so much is that he you know nicolaj yeah. wets the bed it's that big night after they um the fresh cod and they all make sazeracs and yeah okay so the, i wanted to talk about that with kyle what another uh, appealing thing to you. oh god yeah no this is a movie after my own heart and we're and we haven't even we haven't even mentioned jazz ballet yet yes <laughs> we'll get to the dancing don't worry but Sazerac, uh, of course, New Orleans drink. You're a big New Orleans guy. You love New Orleans. And they talk about it here. Like, oh, this is a drink that jazz musicians would make each other. And that's when, like, Mads, who I was going to bring up, like, his whole thing is that, yes, he's doing he's doing okay. He's doing better with his family. But once he starts drinking more, he can tell himself that it's not affecting him in the most positive manner. Yeah. Like, at work, he walks into a wall and... His nose yes. bleeds. His nose starts <laughs> bleeding, yeah. He's starting to tell his own limit, so he kind of wants out of the pact. Because when they all say they're going to increase it, he's like, mm, nah, I, I don't think I'm going to go there. But, like, he's about to walk out of that room. They've all made that Sazerac. 
with the big ice cube, which is nice. The big round. I love ice they explain cube. it everything. The big round ice cube, the coat. He's like, "Why are you turning the glass?" So he's like, "Oh, you coat it with the absinthe." And then it's like, "Oh, and last but don't forget the orange peel." And you just you wipe the Ooh. you know the the rim of the glass to, to get that you know for your nose and a little bit of taste. And they, you know they're just sipping on it and drinking it. And I mean, I I didn't write down the exact quote, but they're just like, I think someone says like, "Oh, this is magical." Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, cause, and then he, Mads Mikkelsen, like, he's about to walk out of the room, and, and when the glass hits his lips, he's like, oh, God, you know, like, sweet mother of God, this is awesome. Oh, I do, <laughs> I love a good Sazerac, I just love going to the, the carousel bar. Carousel bar, yeah. They're playing great music, though. You yeah, know, exactly. Like, it's it's they, fun. They put, on, they put on some vinyl, they're listening to some, uh, I forget the name of that song. I wrote it down, I'll pl- probably play it at some point. But, uh, yeah, but that's the night, that's with the supermarket, that's with the cod, that's at the bar, and uh, Peter is, like, practically naked playing the piano, they steal, <laughs> Tommy steals the bottles while, like, they're, you know, distracting the, uh, the bartender, and yes, so that's the night that they kind of more show... Since it's like uh, Nicolaj and Martin are, you know, the family guys, they're showing Nicolaj pees the bed and then Martin is outside and his oldest son, Jonas, like he's found by the neighbors and Jonas comes outside and takes his dad inside. That's that's when they have that really hard conversation with him and uh, Anika. And his sons even say, you've been you've been drinking a while now, right? Like, his, yeah, his, his, you've been drunk a long time. Yeah. yeah. He's like, sorry, I was drunk last night. He's like, eh, it seems like you've been drunk a long time. It's really sad. It's really sad. Oh, and the, yeah, and then his big, Mad's biggest line, you know, he's he's drunk, he's got this, or he's hung over at least in that scene, and got the gash on his head, and he's just like screaming like, nobody has to wait for me because his wife, you know, like admits to, you know, he, he confronts her about the cheating, because... Yeah, she says that one line when they're in the tent and you kind of see him like looking at her for a second after, you know, they, after that canoeing camping trip. That's like the big rock bottom for them. And then there's that really it's I I, I love I love the filmmaking. I love the um technical choices they made. After that, I just put a little asterisk. They, there's like a silent getting drunk scene. Like it's just like they just removed the audio and it's just really they remove the audio and it just removes us from it and just puts them kind of like in this hole. And uh, yeah, that's like the rock bottom for at least definitely those two characters. Yeah. And obviously rock bottom for the gym teacher is a lot worse. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Cause yeah, right after that, like rock bottom night and that silent getting drunk, pretty much they're all just like looking at one another. And it, at least, I mean, so it's uh Nicolaj kind of during all this is, typing in like the notes and saying what they're starting at and just you know for this paper maybe he's gonna write or article or what have you this study and says like immense negative social uh effects and you know possible alcoholism and that kind of stuff but yeah tommy continues tommy continues he ends up getting fired there's a faculty meeting and they know that they've been drinking like previously in the movie they'd caught um in in his gym closet there's ton of bottles of alcohol and stuff and they know, like, they know. Um, if it was America, Well, first, they're questioning, has anyone seen any students drinking on campus? Yes, yes. But I think I think deep down inside, they've seen that all these four guys are hanging out and they've changed, you know. Something is going on. But, but I think they're a little bit more, you know, it, it's a different drinking 
culture, so it's not as big as a deal as it would be here. If you smell alcohol on any teacher's breath in the United States, I imagine they'd be fired immediately. Oh, yeah, even with a strong teacher's yeah. union, you're just like, nope, see you Like, no, no, no. Yeah. So it's not like, mm, we're suspicious. Like, if that was the case, you know, as we all know, again, cultural differences. But he just shows up plastered to that faculty meeting. Like, not even close to coherent and we don't see him getting fired but when we have that montage of teaching later and we see uh even there's that scene where like mads mickelson's in the classroom and the students are like what's wrong with you you've changed gears completely yeah it's just the uh you know the gym teacher and eventually his dog and his boat and they go out and they don't come back there there is this moment of hope because martin brings oh you're right brings yeah tommy home after that so like we he like kind of knows that he got like fired or whatever and martin prepares some food for him and he cleans up his apartment and then tommy wakes up and he's like oh you cleaned and he's like you know every moment it just becomes so secondhand that he's just going into the he's about to open up a bottle and pour himself a drink he's about to go into the fridge and grab a beer and martin keeps bringing it up to him and then tommy finally says like you know, you guys don't need to be coming by here all the time. And he's just kind of saying this to Martin. And it's kind of like, I, I know what I'm doing and like, I'm, I'm fine with it going this way. I mean, when we, fir- when we met him earliest in the film, you know, Martin goes to Tommy's house to, I, to pick him up to go to Nicolaj's 40th birthday and that's when we see his dog and he's like oh the poor thing is getting so old I have to carry him outside to like take a piss and that's kind of what it, Tommy's become you know Martin had to bring him home from school and take care of him the same way that Tommy's taking care of you know his dog it's sad and he's kind of admitting like I know what I'm doing and he says that lovely thing to him he's like I'm rooting for you and Anika or Annika and uh yeah after that, like you said, he goes onto that dock, and I'm hoping the dogs. I don't know what. What do you think? Did he drink himself to death? Did he, dr- did he drown? Like, there's, you know, it's not exactly clear. It wasn't exactly clear, but from reading reviews, uh-huh. multiple one of them say suicide. So those are smarter people than me. I'm not sure how or why. Uh, maybe he did drink himself, and they're calling it a suicide. I don't think it matters so much. I don't know, I, but I know you and I are hearts in the same place, and we're hoping the dog is fine. Yeah, you know, exactly. the dog's not drifting out at sea. But if they found the boat, it didn't seem like he went too far out. Yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, but he's definitely passed away, and it's a sad moment. But there is a there is a little hope in his death, as weird as that sounds. But before it, though, we already mentioned the kid taking the test, and I guess in Denmark they all have this testing at the end of the year, and if you pass your tests. And you graduate, you get a fun hat, which is awesome. I know. So much better than our graduation hat. I put it. I wrote, like, I wrote cool it in like bold letters. Is that their graduation cap? Like, <laughs> it is so cool. It's like you pass the test. Here's an awesome sailor cap. Exactly. Like that is yeah. like ah, uh, it, it puts our graduation cap to shame. Yeah, yeah. We just look to like shame. a lame like professorial owl or something, and they <laughs> they now work the high seas they are now you know (laughs) they're the captain now (laughs) another round like the poster that one i've shared all the posters obviously but one of the main posters has him drinking um a bottle yeah and uh it has the kids in the background it's that later scene like you know the ending scene but while i was watching it i was kind of waiting for that to happen i'm like when does he go on the boat with all those sailors you know <laughs> um, but it's not that that's their graduation cap and it doesn't seem like they even have robes they just put this it's a white captain cap with like a red like i think it's a navy blue or black 
brim, a red stripe on it, but it's mostly white and it has some kind of seal on the top. It is, again, I cannot express enough how effing cool this hat is. Oh, that would be so, you know, like, okay, like, you know how it kind of became like a lame thing, or at least I, I, I don't know, pushing my own views, but like people wearing like high school varsity jackets after high school. Yeah, I mean, that that's lame. Okay, no, it is. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. But like, like that, I would be wearing the rest of my fucking life. Like I would. It's amazing. I guess it's not as like everyone has one in Denmark, so maybe it's not as cool, but still like that would be my like when I'm traveling the world, that's the hat I would be wearing. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm looking it up. Uh it's called a student cap. I'm gonna get one. In <laughs> it's common in it's common in the Nordic countries. It's awesome. So not just Denmark. Yeah. Look up student cap in Google Images and that's what it is. It is very cool. <laughs> yeah, I might get one too. They're fun. We should ask some of our uh, Scandinavian friends and Nordic friends if they uh, ha- have these or their school had them. Yeah, I'll have to ask my Danish friends. <laughs> They're awesome. But it's actually a really rewarding moment. It- it's clear at the, like when he dies, I mean, they've all like, the other three guys have kind of cut back at this point, but when he dies, you know that's like a life-changing thing where they're going to be like, yeah, they're not going to drink as much, and the experiment ends or whatever. Mads Mikkelsen's wife has left him at this point. There's that really sad scene where he like meets up with her and she's just like, oh, our son is okay with having two birthday parties, but he's like, take me back, you know, in, in a nice way, but she's not ready for it. Yeah, yeah. She's not having it. Yeah, she just wants to talk about setting up these two birthday parties. Like, she's like, oh, you're, you'll invite your mom to yours or whatever. And he's just like, you know, I, yeah, I like, I miss you. I still love you. And yeah, she's, she, she's just not ready to be there you know talking about it that, this was the depressing scene to me because like i mean i'm sure you agree but nobody wants to see this as being a future moment in their life you know yeah yeah where you're at that table sitting apart from your ex-wife or separated wife or whatever like you know the or, or husband you know the parent of your children talking about how you're going to separate the birthday parties you know like ugh. ugh. And then, like, really feeling like, I wish this worked out. I miss you. And then that awkward conversation, like, I'm, again, this is a, probably a very common conversation that has happened so many times in world history. It hasn't happened to you, as far as I know. <laughs> it, it, hasn't, it hasn't happened to me. But it's like, this is a conversation, if it's not you, if it's not me, someone we know, as depressing as it is, at least one person is going to have this conversation, if statistics are right. And it's like... Oh man, you know, like I, not to get morbid, but that's life, you know, that's life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we're only seeing a snippet of their lives. We we didn't see the x amount of years that he hasn't been himself. So I, you know, we mm-hmm. we we don't know exactly what else has happened in their relationship. But it definitely doesn't. It kind of at least the the conversation, like what him him, you know, saying something before that, you know, going out for the fortieth birthday, and then him like making a change with this with this uh, test, the study that they're doing with the alcohol. It kind of seems like his first moment, which also like him asking that question to her, just makes me believe that they really haven't talked about it that much. So I, just something that I'm oh, taking 100%. away, something I'm taking. I agree with that. Away from this is that like communication is just key like that's something i always stress with you know with uh with danielle i mean i can i know i can over talk as as i do that's hey i even you know i have a podcast so i know i'm an over talker <laughs> yeah it's just like you know when it comes to these relationships you know you just gotta as soon as someone isn't 
making you happy or doing something like that and they're that big a part of your lives you just gotta be better to be honest with them versus i mean you know it just seems like all roads lead to a confrontation so might as well get to it yeah i mean this is but this is one of those movies too where uh one of the characters kind of says and i i don't i didn't write the exact line down but it's one of the characters kind of and it's the kid who's taking the test but he kind of says like what one of the things what the movie's about is and he's like you have to accept your you know your flaws and your failures so that you could learn you could learn to you could learn to love and accept other people's failures um and i think that is part of it as well like people get so insular and they're thinking about themselves, but they're not accepting their own failures, and they're not open. They're not open to that communication you're talking about. You know that we're all deeply flawed individuals, and we need to talk about it, and we need to communicate it. But you you can just get into these ruts, and like we said at the beginning of this podcast, like you know, it, it might seem like these ruts are days. It might seem like these ruts, you know, for maybe you and me. But if you know someone for a while, these ruts can be years. It's depressing, but it's true. But years long, and and. Again, we don't do high school slumber party to give advice, but I think you're absolutely right. You know, communication, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, like definitely. And communication in the sense of just if you're having a problem with, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to just be your your romantic partner, but just anyone that's important in your life. If you see something about them or just even where where you are, like I just have I've had to do that recently for myself, just admitting like where I'm at and that I'm not exactly happy and it's just you know that's that's not solving the problem but at least maybe that'll make them people understand a little better and if someone hears something that maybe they can help you with that's awesome but you know at least you by communicating you can just help people understand you know yourself and uh, others that much better so and i think having an open mind as yes, well yes like, exactly it goes both ways it goes both ways so i think we got a little sidetracked with the graduation hats but they they um they get them when they pass their exams and they're so happy when they pass these exams. And this is when you realize, you know, again, you're a teacher. It's about the kids and they did do those kids right. And their life might be a mess, but these kids, they're young. They still have hope. They still like have excitement about life. And the hope is that they'll go on and live fun, exciting lives or just lives that'll make them happy. Again, we get We get a death in between there and, it's the funeral to me is like super sad. Yeah, funeral's really sad. Tommy's, you know, the whole that really, you know, little kid uh, soccer or sorry, uh, football team shows up. Yeah, specs. Specs and starts singing the national anthem. And uh, yeah, it's, an, I mean, it's obviously it's a funeral. It's a sad thing. But then the uh, the remaining, the three guys, Nicolaj, Martin, and Peter, they go and. They're like, oh, what would, would Tommy do? And they decide, I don't know if it's the same restaurant as uh, the as Nicolaj's 40th, but they, uh, you know, are just having a drink. And it seems like at first they're just going to have a beer, I think. And then they see, yeah, they see the kids that graduated passing by. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they're even reluctant to have that drink. You could tell it's like, oh, you know, it's not like, let's do it. They're, they don't want to turn down that path. And before we get to the, you know, big ending, the big celebration ending, just that moment, like at the funeral where Mads isn't with his wife, the philosophy teacher comes in with his family, and it's just, it's so sad. And that moment with Specs, like, oh my God, because despite all his flaws, he did really did connect with this kid and really did give this kid confidence. Like, the kid didn't need to drink alcohol to get confidence from him. 
thank God. But you know what I mean? And it was just like, again, such a sad moment. And it was nice, though, that they weren't just like, see, he drank himself to death. Fuck this guy, you know? They celebrated his life, really. And I think that's what this final scene that you alluded to is about. We see these kids, and what a great tradition as well, almost like the like New Orleans thing. It's like a parade of graduating students. Happens to take place the same day as a funeral. But uh, uh, a parade of graduating students in these cars just having a ball, celebrating with their hats. Uh, they go to the dock and just party. How cool is that? That would have been great for graduation. Oh, yeah, it looks awesome. And there's something earlier in the film... Maybe the maybe Peter, the music teacher, says it like uh, you know something along the lines of you know these kids will graduate. They, you know they, they won't remember our names. They'll forget about us. But it's kind of but still like you know by at this moment you just see how like you were saying how happy the kids are and that they they got to this momentous you know point of their lives and these guys helped them get there. So at that point, they're just like, I feel like, you know, they were celebrating Tommy already, but they're just like, now we're going to celebrate with these kids and the kids are passing around bottles and it just becomes this whole big celebration. And, and that also then shows kind of what, you know, you were saying, what I was saying, that it's not just showing, just look at, look at the juxtaposition of, they just came from a funeral where a guy died of, you know, definitely whether he drank literally did drink himself to death but it was you know due to over drinking and everything like that and now they're drinking with these students in celebration like alcohol has many purposes and again it's just this level of you know overindulgence and recognizing your limits and all everything that comes with that we're just being responsible absolutely but if you know this is a moment in life it's not a wednesday afternoon that they're just getting plastered on this is a moment in life that, you know, you only get really one of, like, a high school graduation. And, I mean, for them, they maybe could do it every year, the teachers or whatever. But it's a, it's something worth celebrating. And then in this scene, too, we see that his ex-wife, Mads Mikkelsen, or I don't know, again, I don't think they're officially divorced, you know, his estranged wife, if you will, she texts him being like, listen, I miss you, too. Yeah. Let's work it out kind of thing. He's such a good actor because you could tell there's a million things going through his head. He's happy about it. But he's also scared. He's also sad about his friend. He's celebrating uh, his friend. He's also celebrating, again, the kids, you know. And it's just the <laughs> the way this expression comes out, and you said it before, with this dancing is uh, chef's kiss, right? Oh, yeah. No no foodie films pun intended. <laughs> well, I thought you were even going to say about, like, uh, you can see when he receives the text. like yes. what's. Oh, no, 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 I'm saying that moment, yes. But from that moment to the dancing. Is oh, yeah, like to the dancing, whole... of course. I love it. Like, this is like a, a great ending. I love it. It's a callback to a reference at that 40th party when they were saying, yeah, you were the man and you were getting your doctrine. There was a grant. And like, and Tom, it seems like Tommy knew him the longest. He's like, oh, he was, you know, like this good looking, beautiful, like little shit. And just like, you know, like the world was in front of him. He was taking jazz, you know, he's like, or he was taking ballet. He's like a jazz ballet. And so like that comes yeah. back. But yeah, but when uh, Annika or, you know, his uh, wife is texting him and he's just looking and, and, you know, she says like, I miss you. And then before he even writes something back, you know, then another text uh, translated to a lot. You can see him just thinking like, what are the words? And he shares kind of what the last thing that his friend Tommy, who just died, said was just like, I think Tommy's rooting uh, for us. And she's like, I, I think so mm-hmm. too. And so it's just this beautiful moment, just a 
moment just that of like opening a champagne bottle that a joyous burst and uh he just gets consumed by it and is just showing it through this uh this dance which i wrote down the little bit of uh it's the dance moves from a drunken boxing style of kung fu so that's kind (laughs) of awesome and it's and i think the the way they were shooting and cutting it it looks like it was actually him so props to mads mickelson it was he was doing some like very uh parkour looking kind of stuff like jumping onto i don't know how to call it like you know like holding onto a bar and like swinging himself into the bus and swinging back out quickly he was he was he was he learned well on the Marvel movies. That's that's what. No, actually, he Mads Mikkelsen before he was an actor spent ten years as a dancer. So I did I did some research on this. So he he worked with a choreographer because he was very nervous. Because once he did acting, he pretty much quit dancing. He's like, I'm not going to be that kind of actor. You know, I'm just a drama actor or whatever. He, I don't know yeah, if he said that, but yeah. he he hadn't danced since his youth. The director really wanted him to dance because, again, the director's worked with him before. I'm sure he knew that when he incorporated and wrote this story in. Um, And he was a little bit nervous. He worked with a choreographer for like a day, but he insisted on doing all his own dance moves. Like from reading it, it seems like it all came back to him in this moment. And you see that on screen. That's amazing because that's art imitating life. Mm -hmm. Because in the film, like, you know, I wrote down like, oh, he's his, you know, because and Daniel happened to catch the end of the movie. And I'm just like, oh, this is such a beautiful moment. He's now his reliving his youth again because this is something he did when he was young. But the fact that Matt Mickelson did it when he was young and hasn't done in a while. I love that. That is so meta and it's perfect. Oh, that makes this movie even that much better. I love this movie. I could watch this ending sequence from the funeral to getting the text to the dancing over and over and over again it's that it's, and the latest episode of the mandalorian those last ten, yeah. those last 10 minutes of that and another round boy i could just watch over and over again <laughs> you could have another round of books <laughs> i mean i again this is, a, this is a sad movie it's a realistic movie it's a movie that really makes you think about your own life and you know your future your past everything but it ends on such a positive, happy note that, yeah. I mean, look, I love movies that don't end in this place, but it's nice when they do too, especially when it's so like uplifting here and it's just awesome. So yeah, I'm with you. Love the ending. Yeah, it's like the opposite, like the movie The Wrestler. We just see him kind of jumping from the corner of the ring, and we know that he really can't take another like big blow, and he might have a heart attack or whatever, you know. Uh, in the movie The Wrestler, but this he. Mads Mikkelsen kind of does like a swan dive, a swan song swan dive into uh, the harbor there. Yeah, like a you know Karate Kid style freeze frame yeah. ending, and uh, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I think it's awesome. Anything else you wanted to mention from this film before we get to our awards? No, I think I th- think I brought up all of, at least the key notes I took and just how much I love the film. Okay, so Wooderson Award. Is there a character here you would have liked to have seen more of? I don't think so. Not a character, but I don't know. There was something for some reason I thought I saw in a trailer because I had, you know, I had watched the trailer a while ago sometime back in the spring. And I thought that there was more uh, openness. I For some reason, I thought there was like a, I don't know, a version of like a, uh, some kind of get together between like the different couples and maybe their spouses and the spouses knew what was going on. And so I just... Hmm. I don't know why I was thinking that, and that was kind of a scene like I was like waiting for at one moment. 
but uh, so not not a character that I'd want to have seen more. But I guess what I'm saying, maybe and I don't know if it would have been the best thing for the story, but just like maybe see a few of the characters like socialize more together. So maybe like a thing with uh, I mean it's only Nicolaj and Martin that has wives, but maybe like a little get together and they kind of have a reflecting moment. I don't know something. I mean, uh, that's a roundabout answer. I'll take it. Maybe, <laughs> you know, I, I was going to say maybe some of the students, but I do think they would have taken away from the story a little bit, you know, maybe some of the significant others too, but it does later add to the mystery when we find out she's cheating. So maybe not there. I mean, I would have liked to know a little bit more about the music teacher's life. Yeah, that's true. So I, I'm going to pick him. And again, it doesn't have to be a lot more, but maybe one more, one or two more scenes because he seemed like the one that they gave the least to do and yeah I, he was I'm the most sure underdeveloped he gets the little line in the end that he's seeing you know someone says the pottery teacher and he's like not just pottery she's a really you know good artist but yeah he gets the least so yeah i'll agree with you yeah so long duck dong award <laughs> this is such a silly it's such a silly category for movies that come out in 2020 honestly but we'll do it is there a character who's i, I don't think it's going to be racially motivated but is there a character whose omission would make the film better. No, I could not, not, none come to mind. Yeah, there wasn't like anything like extra, like, you know, where like, what is this person doing no, here? It's a tight or, film. This is, a, yes, it's two hours. Can you say it drags at some point? Sure. I didn't feel that way. I could see someone saying that, but I think that this kind of film has to do that. Like, well, yeah, it's supposed to reflect on that moment. Yes. It lingers in places that it needs to, and then it moves on when it has to. And, you know, it is not about a weekend about a guy to do a drinking pact it's like a year pretty much so speaking of which one of the things i noticed about this film that just it just clicked in my mind that i hadn't seen a lot before and it's because of the plot and stuff there's a lot of day drinking in here but even when they go out to some restaurants and stuff and whatever but you do not see a lot of films that have day drinking it's kind of like a hollywood cliche for drinking to only take place at night i'm gonna write that down that's a great name for a movie what day drinking It is. No, honestly, it is a great name for a movie. Gonna make a movie that takes place in New Orleans called Day Drinking. Can you... uh, It'd be great. I'd love it. (laughs) Can you name many other movies that contain a fair amount of day drinking? I I don't want to say one because it kind of will... Well, I'll say it. No, no, no. If it's going to ruin your later picks, then fine. Don't say it. Okay, yeah. Just re-bring it up and remind me. Okay. But you do have one in mind. I do have one in mind, yeah. I, I don't know too many. I, I can think of some, but this is the movie where I've seen the most day drinking ever. Uh, and again, day drinking for pleasure, maybe I should say, too, because I've seen movies about alcoholics. We did a movie earlier this year with Ben Affleck called The Way Back, which, you know, he plays an alcoholic uh, basketball coach for uh, some teenagers. And there's day drinking in that, but it does not. it's not like pleasure drinking. I'll put it that way. <laughs> okay, so next question we have for you. Cameron Fry Award. This is one... I, I don't think we're going to have one for, but did anyone look too old to be a high schooler? Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. There was one moment maybe in like, I think in the music teacher's class that they looked a little and it started me having like making me think. Cause then there was like Tommy teaching the youngest kids. I'm like, Oh, are these all different? Like they're teachers, but like also like how I, like how, uh, I said before going to that one school that was near Copenhagen and they were all different ages. I wasn't sure, but, um, but no, there was no one in particular that really stood out. I think from reading the fact that he shot it in his daughter's school with real students probably, you know, yeah. 
answers our question there. But if there was one or the other, we don't really know Danish schooling. It didn't feel like, again, this is something that it's hardly ever gets answered for 2020 movies because I think around now they got it, if you will, Hollywood or Danish Hollywood uh, in this case. But, you know, in the 80s and stuff, when they used to have, like, a 35-year-old man playing, like, the high school hunk, that's really what this question is <laughs> yeah. for. Rotten Tomatoes, there is not a, um audience score yet because it really just came out. And you, This isn't Wonder Woman 1984. This isn't a movie that's going to get a lot of uh, mainstream press, if you will. You have to know this movie to seek it out and rent it and watch it. I hope you guys sincerely do that out there because it is a great film. So, But the point is, there isn't an audience consensus yet. In terms of the critical consensus on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 91%, which is great to see. Yeah. But Kyle, we don't care about Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to hand you the report card. I'm going to give you that red pen. And we grade here at High School Slumber Party from an A plus to F scale or A to F scale. You know how it is. I don't know how they do things in Denmark, but (laughs) here in America, we use the A to F scale. So Kyle, what will you grade another round? I'll give it an A minus. I mean, I did really like it. I don't recall if I gave anything on the pod your podcast thus far an A. Yes, yes, Encino Man. <laughs> did I? I probably did. Yes. So Encino Man is better than this yes. movie. Yes. Well, that's a, did you even need to say that? <laughs> <laughs> so A minus great score. That's in line with the Rotten Tomatoes. I gave it that A because I really enjoyed watching it. Not A plus, but A. Oh, I forgot about again, A pluses. <laughs> uh, Oscars. I hope it wins, but I again I haven't seen the other ones but i really do hope it wins i hope people see this movie i hope they enjoy it and if anything yeah for the great story yeah for like everything it shows and but the main reason i want people to watch this is just to see another side of mads mickelson how good of an actor he is and like how he can play this awesome real vulnerable character that's not a bond villain with like blood for tears (laughs) or any of the many things or now he's like i think he replaced johnny depp in oh the, yeah uh, crime the grindenwald movies <laughs> you know whatever they're yeah, the fantastic, fantastic beast, beast series yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is great for them because he's a great actor but he doesn't always have to be like a fantasy villain or, or exactly you know, yeah crazy and yeah, dr strange is those crazy like crystal eye like i don't know whatever the it's ridiculous they do this with foreign actors and i don't understand it uh, but you and i we went to the theater to see it what was that uh christoph waltz one and John C. Riley. Oh, um, it's something that it's it's a very it's carnage. carnage, carnage. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a name that's not like appropriate to yeah. Where he yeah he's a you know he's just a dad and I think Mads Mikkelsen. Not that he I don't know if he wants to play that kind of role. Well, he kind of did here, so I don't know. I'd love to see him in more American stuff as well. Again, he can do if he if the Danish films make him happy, great, they're awesome. I just want more of America to know how good of an actor this guy is. Yeah, I. Completely agree. It was refreshing and just gen- generally great to see him in this role. So uh, what does your uh, another round sleeping bag look like? <laughs> very very weird and random question for this kind of film. But... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Maybe just like a, a, a good, you know, like a, a Danish flag. I don't know. Or maybe. Uh, I like it. I'm trying to think of something with the with the graduation cap. I don't know. Ooh, Maybe yeah. some, something boat themed. I don't know. There's there's something there. An ang- something. There's something there. It's it's. I'm seeing the same colors. There, yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So mine's gonna be not a Danish thing, but a German thing, and it's something we both know and love. Did you notice that when they're outside, like partying after the big soccer win, 
that on the top of the goal there's some Underberg. Oh no, I missed that. That's awesome. Yeah, they, they have a couple bottles of Underberg when they're kicking things. I don't know if they were trying to hit it or something, but Underberg is a. What, Kyle? You're the foodie films man. Why don't you explain what what that is? Okay, Underberg is like a type of digestive, but just like the ultimate digestive that's truly uh, for the purposes of helping breaking de- like versus like you know other digestives that are are delicious and just like something a bit lighter after a meal you have this after a meal especially in like in germany and i feel like in scandinavian countries eastern european countries a lot of meat and potatoes that kind of stuff where you're just like <laughs> and just and or just even drinking a lot of beer like so at Oktoberfest is you know i'm just drinking 10 liters of beer and pretzels and meat and cheese and uh and you have an underberg to help break it down and it genuinely it's like you know they just like look like little wine bottles little champagne bottles and it's not even maybe it's a shot's worth at most but um yeah it just really breaks breaks it down and i'd say like an hour later at most depending on how full you are you can get back to it so it works yeah it's something that tastes uh, horrible i don't know it tastes horrible. It has an alcohol content to it that's pretty high. I remember uh, on my at my bachelor party, um, someone who's been on your show and my show, my cousin Michael Conrad Tavares, he uh, woke me up in the middle of the night because we were all like we had him at the bachelor party, and I'm like, oh, take this. It's a digestive. It's going to help you know clear all that beer out of your system. And he woke me up in the middle of the night. He's like, Brian, why'd you make me drink this? It's thirty percent alcohol. I'm like doesn't work like that. Relax. Like he's like it's gonna get me more drunk. I'm like no, <laughs> no. But it's supposed to. I think I, I don't know this. This is completely a guess. But because it's not, it's not just for like an upset stomach and really like to help you go to sleep. It is supposed to be that bridge to like kind of like help you break down so you can continue to drink and yes. eat. So that's why there's the alcoholic percentage because you don't want to start. You want to keep the buzz going. Yes, 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 but it, yeah, it's a good come down kind of thing. It's like like a bridge is a perfect way to put it. It's funny too because Jaeger was supposed to originally like invented for that. Like, there's a lot of drinks that were invented for that. This was an ancient thing that like I feel like Underberg is the only one that's kind of survived this. I'm sure there's others. Our Danish friends can maybe tell us, but uh, they had what is it? D- digestives, digestif. Yeah. They were called that because originally they were all supposed to do the same thing before they got fancier. Yeah, so that's my sleeping bag. It looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It's like the, it's even then even a smaller one as the zipper. It's just, uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and the bottom is like the brown bag part of it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, that's I like it. That's cool. <laughs> okay, Kyle. My favorite question every week. You and I are at this magical, magical blockbuster in the sky that has a copy of every movie that's ever come out from this day. Which, again, this one came out on Friday for us. So from this day to the existence of film. We know that we're renting another round. But I get to that counter and I see a sign that says, rent two movies, get one free. And I say, Kyle, go to the back. I'll keep our place in line. Get two other movies. What are we watching? All right. So this is a a drinking movie. I'm going to keep it in that theme and but I, I want some lightheartedness, so I'm gonna bring in uh, old school. Oh, nice! So uh, nice. old school. Just watched that like uh, last week. Oh, nice! 
Not for the first time, obviously. And uh, and then the other, I feel like, and this is my an answer to to your question earlier of day drinking, and I feel like this is kind of an American, a little bit of an equivalent, uh, same age group and life problems, sideways. There's day drinking in sideways. sideways. Yeah, That is a movie with a lot of day drinking. I don't know how I didn't come up with that. Our movie on Monday was Big Fat Liar, also with Paul Giamatti, so... Everything connects. <laughs> His second to greatest Sideways. role. Big fa- yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and so yeah, no. So, so, Sideways is my then the the second movie pick, and that that's a lot of day drinking. There's this movie that I haven't watched uh, that came out on Netflix that I'll definitely eventually cover. It's called Wine Country. It's got a bunch of SNL women. Yes. And so maybe it's like I feel like wine. You know, hey, we we we've frequented vineyards and wineries, so it's a of, of course you know it's a, it's a good day drinking. Uh, I was and as far as other day drinking, uh, maybe the movie Beer Fest. You know, like because they're practic when they're building up their tolerance. There's day drinking, but Beer Fest for sure. I was also thinking a a, a movie series we love has day drinking, which is the trip. Oh, the trip! Yeah, exactly. That that's um, maybe, maybe, but it's not a lot. Maybe Animal House. I'm not sure. Like I was, I was just trying to think of times when you're drinking a lot. College, and then obviously wine trips. But I'm sure there's uh, there's this one movie called Drinking Buddies that's about uh, a brewery. There might be in that movie, but it's not like focus around like this movie. Definitely, you know, another round. They specifically they gave rules to it. It's supposed to be. During the day and not even on the weekends, it is weekday. Yeah. It is weekday drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so sideways, I think, is like I don't know, the first one that really came to mind. I love sideways. Love old school. It's gonna be a fun night. <laughs> well, Kyle, this was you know an absolute pleasure again. Perfect guest for this film, you know. And I do always have you around for Christmas time. Your good, your good buddy, our good buddy, Joey Lewandowski, is gonna be on our Christmas episode next week, but. It's it's a COVID Christmas, unfortunately. We're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to spend it apart. But I have a feeling, you know. Well, I'm inviting you to at least drop in and call during our Christmas party. Yeah, we'll we'll do we'll do a Zoom, a call, whatever is uh, you know safe and appropriate. Uh, so tell everyone. Uh, I know there's a lot of big news in foodie, foodie films way. So tell everyone what you're up to foodie films wise and whatever else you want to tell them and where to follow you and find you. Yeah. So this week, <laughs> uh, Wednesday, the 23rd is technically the hundredth episode of foodie films, not doing anything. Of course. I mean, your hundredth episode was uh, recorded like a week before the lockdown, uh, all the way back in March or whatever, uh, that great live event at Yonkers Brewery. So uh, not that I was necessarily going to do something like that if we didn't live in a pandemic world, but not going to be able to do what I wanted to do. But nonetheless, we'll release something because it's, you know, two days before Christmas. I know I'll be having you on uh, sometime soon, hopefully. But we're going to take a little break from foodie films, a little uh, holiday winterish break, maybe around a month, maybe a little longer, just so I can back catalog some episodes. But to get to 100 is, I think, just something uh, really special. So happy to join that club in the cage club podcast network family between the movie episodes which i've had you on for a bunch brian and definitely plan on having you on for more of and then the first cut episodes i released a little thing uh this uh, past week 
I've had done 39 of those episodes, so those are really cool. If you're really into food, that's me talking with people that work in food and drink or just love it oh so much as I do. And uh, yeah, so that's 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 Foodie Films. Well, congratulations on your upcoming 100th episode. Again, as you alluded to, I'm sure we'll celebrate more formally on your feed, but congratulations here. Uh, always a great guest, always a good time, always someone who I've had another round with before, so appreciate you hopping on, and uh, we'll talk, uh, I feel like we'll talk on Christmas. Oh, definitely. Yeah, th- thanks for having me on another round. This was, uh, this was a really, this was a fun movie to discuss and, 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 uh, and discover and watch for the first time, so awesome. I hope after the podcast ends, you just start uh, kung fu style dancing like Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, if I'd be tired much sooner, though. <laughs> always great having the foodie films man kyle reinfried on and i have a feeling as i said he might drop us a call or a zoom call or something during our christmas festivities next week because of covid we can't have the usual fun we always have thanks 2020 but don't worry it's almost over but i know next week i keep saying next week god get your days right brian this friday Geez, you have an advent calendar for a reason. <laughs> this episode is Monday, Friday is Christmas, and Friday's episode will be with none other than the Godfather himself, Joey Lewandowski. And we're talking a horror film, but a Christmas horror film called Better Watch Out. Want to put her in the mood? Watch a horror movie. Dude, she's like twice our age. I really don't think it's going to happen. She's here. You are breathtaking. <laughs> Thank you. Now don't stay up and watch scary movies, okay? It'll give you nightmares again. So what do you want to do? Ricky, why can't you just leave me alone? He's such a jerk. Don't hang up on me. What was that? There's some there. Ashley! Are you hiding? I'll find you. Don't worry, I'll protect you. <laughs> this is exciting. Deck the halls with clouds of holly. What are you doing, man? Please let me out of this. You're home alone again? Exes just go away. It's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. You know, Joey wouldn't recommend a boring movie. So, your homework is to watch Better Watch Out and to join us Friday. And if you don't have time Friday, just pop in Saturday or Sunday. Remember, it's there at cageclub.me or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to have a really fun time with Joey. 
There might be some surprises before or after the episode. Who knows? But as you can tell because I'm getting my dates wrong, I'm pretty tired. I need to hop into the old sleeping bag. So before that, let me give you a song, another song from the movie. This is the song that they drink the Sazeracs to. It's called Sissy Strut by The Meters. One more thing, of course. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Later, dudes.